If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Picture, if you will, Belgium. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. You've probably been to Belgium, right, Joe? I have been to Belgium. It was years and years ago, though, and it was still under the control of the Huguenots or the Irish or something. <laughs> was, it was I've, in the uh, very late 80s, I think. I've, I've not been to Belgium. Uh, I remember it being just gorgeous, wonderful. Brussels, beautiful city. You can always tell a Belgian, but you can't tell them much, huh? You know how they are. That um, is the rep. The other European countries make fun of Belgians for being stupid. Really? I, they didn't seem any more stupid than anybody else to me. But <laughs> So anyway, we welcome into the One More Thing podcast, co-worker Jensen. Jensen, how are you today? I'm great. I believe Good to be back. I believe we've had Jensen on before. Why have we had you on before? Ooh, do we remember why we had her on before? Ooh, I don't not remember. It was quite a while back. It's, yeah, no, a I long time ago. You was, are our young female co-worker, and you recently were in Belgium. Why? I went for a half tourist attraction and then half for a class. I'm currently getting a master's in communication and leadership, and this was a study abroad sort of mock forum. Mock forum about, yes. com- about, about what? So we had a couple groups um, act as a G20 and then some as a foreign affairs council. And um, I acted as a mock journalist covering those different forums. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. And people were from all over the United States or all over the world? or what? All over the world. So I went with my class and there was eight of us, mostly from the West Coast. Um, and then everyone else, there's another 65 from across the world. Turkey, a lot from Germany. Um, my roommate for part of the forum was actually from Georgia, the country, not the state, oh, right. <laughs> um, which I had never heard of that before. And I learned so much from her about that. Now, just out of curiosity, since you were going as a mock journalist, could, it, uh, could I go as a mock protester and throw a mock brick through a mock window or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Be mock yeah. angry? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we actually did a mock protest to we staged oh, a sit in for the G20. 
Did the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, was that uh, oh, that was part of it? Ab- I was going to say, what an interesting time to do that sort absolutely. of thing. And I was actually touring the European Parliament on the one-year anniversary on February oh, 24th. Wow. So there was a huge, I have photos, but there was huge flag demonstrations. There's a whole uh, Ukraine um, community there, and they all came out in front of the um, Parliament when I was there. Wasn't so much a protest, but kind of a stand in solidarity. Sure, I'm sure and it feels a lot different when Ukraine's right over there as opposed to exactly other side of the world yep. as it is for us. But I ask her the key question is, uh, what words did you learn how to say? Mostly a couple greetings in French. Um, in Brussels, that's mostly what I encountered was French. Um, once I got outside of Brussels, is Belgian not a language? No, they speak Flemish. Which is like a... It's your own language. <laughs> it's a version of Dutch. That is their own language. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a hodgepodge there, right? Uh, there are a fair number of people who speak German in that part of mm-hmm. Belgium, but... Yeah, so I encountered... But they all get along, Jack. They all get along and call each other stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I always learn wherever I go because of... Uh, probably because of my drinking and eating habits. I always learn how to say bathroom or toilet. Mm-hmm. In whatever language uh, that I'm in, because it's one of the first things I need. Do you know how to say that? Yeah. Well, toilet's pretty universal. Toilet, just the word toilet. El toilet, yeah. or something like that. The <laughs> toilet. I've always thought it was interesting that Europeans say toilet. I was surprised by that with my Italian friends, because toilet seems kind of coarse in the United States, right? Seems aggressive. Yeah. If you're at somebody's house and you say, "Hey, where's your toilet?" <laughs> no, but there's an e at the end. It's toilet, so it's it's fancy. It's like saying where's the crapper or something like that. <laughs> no, it's it seems not, like to me. No, hey, where's no. the pisser? You don't want to say that. Somebody's out nice house. Well, um, bathroom is such a weak like uh, euphemism. I mean, mm. I'm not going in there to take a bath. Oh, I do. When I'm I don't in somebody's care house, the- <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I'm in there so long. I'm in there bathing. I like water closet. I think that's a good <laughs> euphemistic name. I go with the Brits. Um, but so you brought these treats back. Mm-hmm. And what is this? That is a Belgian waffle. Um, I can't tell you what's in it or what the ingredients are because I can't read the label. But um, Belgium is known for a couple things, beer, chocolate, and waffles. Okay. Did you have um, all of those? I did. I did. Um, I found my favorite beer very quickly on the first night. <laughs> um, <laughs> finding <for> finding <laughs> my favorite waffle um, took a little bit longer. I got stuck in a couple of the tourist traps of mm. the chain with the fancy window displays. I'll um, bet they love to have people from yeah. America come up to yep. show up to eat a Belgian waffle. They just crank out any crap, put Belgian <laughs> waffle. <laughs> and then they charge you 10 euro for sure, it when it really should be three or four. Um, yeah. The best ones are the food trucks on the side of the road. Mm. They have Belgian waffles at food trucks on the side of the road. Yes. Oh, yes. I would love that lifestyle. What a <laughs> land of wonder. It just it smells like <laughs> vanilla everywhere. Oh, <laughs> what a land of wonder. Um, I had another question about that. About you. Oh, uh, did, uh, did you meet any young men while you were there? There were some. Uh-huh. Um, Europeans have a different, um, European men have a different outlook on life. Me- um, meaning what? Um, they're more open and kind of what does that mean? Kind of going and doing whatever they want. Um, I was just there to look, not touch. So <laughs> hmm. I kind of glazed over that really quickly. Um, she was know. there on business, Jack. Mock yes. business. Yes, as a mock journalist. Yeah, I've been to lots of things on business when I was single, and <laughs> the single crowd at these events. I usually, uh, you know, start enjoying the waffles and the beer. I'm more of a, a bar fly. I just kind of sit and watch people. I don't really gotcha. mingle. 
So, Michael, mm. you've had the official Belgian waffle. What yes, you I have. I had uh, maybe two of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe two of them. Yeah. I thought they were great. Uh-huh. Wonderful. I love them very much. Better than the American uh, made-up faux Belgian waffles? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're basically like, they reminded me of donuts, though, a little bit. Well, that's a, a packaged version, mm. right? I mean, it's but not I, like I Jensen them. just cranked it out or definitely. for a waffle truck or whatever. <laughs> I should have brought my waffle maker. Well, what's she going to do? Is she going to like get the fresh pastry and jam it into their, her shoes and her luggage? And- <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, I feel like you're setting up judging the people of Belgium based on this, you know, right. packaged quasi-waffle. Just like I would like them uh, to judge America on like a, a donut and a plastic... Rapper, <laughs> and this is what American donuts are like. Um, uh, so what, what was the, the the net takeaway from this whole thing, though? Like the the media and all these people coming together and everything. What you what you learn? Yeah, I learned so much about you know communicating across cultures. They found um, a lot of words that we use um, different and silly. So we kind of had this exchange um, about what words mean different things there, and what silly words we use as Americans and. Um, mostly just the food difference like the food is it feels so much better when you eat it there and the coffee culture is so different and the ingredients just feel a lot cleaner and it's more accessible why why does it seem that way i've had that experience too yeah and is it the fda or what is it what is what is joe you know i think part of it is they're not terrified of fresh stuff hmm you know, like you've talked about this, Jack, meats and cheeses and, and, and milk and stuff like that. You don't need to, to pasteurize it for six weeks before you put it on the shelf. Yeah, when I tra- when I traveled around Italy with a buddy of mine, so we were like going to uh, like regular places, not tourist places. The, the sausage and cheese was so much better than anything. I'm from Wisconsin. Anything I'd ever had. And it was because they they aren't as uptight about the pasteurization and all these various things. Yeah. Why are we so afraid of why are we so afraid of, like, our milk and our sausages? Do we know why that is? Liability. Oh, you get mm. sued. That's why. Anyway, thanks for bringing the waffle. Appreciate you coming in. Yeah, and one quick thing that I learned about the waffles in Belgium are there actually two different styles. What I brought in was what they call a Liege type of waffle. It's the more organic, round shape, darker brown. Um, when they're created warm, the outside's a little bit crispy and then the inside's cakey. The other style is what they call a Brussels waffle, and it's more of a square rectangle, usually more of like a tan color versus a brown, and Mm. it's crunchier and then flakier on the inside. So there's two different styles. Like a giant (laughs) plate of both of those right now. (laughs) Do you put syrup on them? Um, Typically not. You can get all the toppings. Nutella is very popular there. So is strawberries. Those are like the two big things. And whipped cream. I did get one in the tourist trap that had a scoop of ice cream and like a bunch of caramel sauce. It was almost too much. The waffle in and of itself is the best it can be. So why add all that stuff? I would agree. Thank you for uh, for, uh, another segment of Travels with Gents. Yeah, muchas (laughs) gracias. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job, Michael. I once studied abroad. Then I was told to stay within a thousand feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.